everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Hey, everybody. It is my pleasure to be taking over for Emma Daughter today on the podcast. My name is Benson Hines, and I am something called the Director of Serving here at Watermark Community Church. Uh, I get involved in helping people volunteer well and helping our ministries use volunteers well. And it's been a neat opportunity, privilege to be on staff now for over 10 years. I've also been married for about uh, 10 years too. My 10th anniversary is next month. My wife, Catherine, and I have two kiddos, Sophie, who's seven, and Wilson, who's five. They both go over to First Baptist Academy, and we love that for them. And we also live over in Farmer's Branch, which is a neat little suburb not to be confused with Flower Mound, although I'm sure that's a neat little suburb too. But we love Farmer's Branch, and I always tell friends when they're looking for houses, at least just check the little Farmer's Branch box on your Zillow search. It's not as hot a pocket of watermark population as some places, but uh, we really like it. So that's a little about me. We're uh, jumping into Exodus 39, or at least jumping off from Exodus 39 today. When Emma sent over the request for me to do the takeover, uh, I was super honored. And then I read the question she gave me, which was, why did the priests wear special clothes? And so uh, then I had to take a step back and jump into the text and think, what in the world am I going to say about this? And what's really fun is, as often happens, God provided some really neat truths that I think do jump off the page here that we can all you know, help us learn more about uh, this actual question and, and what was going on here, but also things that we can apply to our own lives. So in the next, you know, six to eight minutes is what I've been instructed to give. If it was up to me, it'd be 15 to 30. But in the next six to eight minutes, I'm going to share a helpful interpretive principle for uh, how we interpret scripture. I'm going to talk about ungodly honey And I'm going to say some things, or one thing particularly, that might make some of you kind of grumpy. So uh, stick with me. We'll see how this goes. So reason number one for why the priests were called to or why they wore these special clothes is actually connected or or starts with the um, good principle for interpretation that I wanted to share. And that's that a lot of times God does actually provide in the text the reasons behind his commands. He doesn't always do it. And sometimes we have to dig a little deeper. We have to dig elsewhere in scripture. We have to use good theology to interpret what's going on there. But we don't always want to assume that the right way is just to imagine what we would answer to that question. I asked my daughter, you know, why do you think the priests wore those special clothes? And she said, for fashion. And I thought that was a perfectly acceptable answer. But I also, uh, like I said, you want to dive in and see, does the Bible actually tell us something about the question we're asking? And in this case, it does. Um, In fact, it shows us a few things. The first thing here in Exodus 39 is um, a a repeated uh, phrase that comes up several times in that passage, and that phrase is, as the Lord had commanded Moses. As they're talking through Exodus 39 all about what um, the people did to make the special clothes, to make these special worship outfits, it says over and over again, okay, they made the headdress like this as the Lord had commanded Moses, or they made the robes or they made uh, these this jewels part of this outfit as the Lord had commanded Moses. And right there, we see reason number one, the reason they wore the special clothes is because God said so. 
And we may not like that kind of statement, like when a parent just over and over says, because I said so and doesn't really have a good reason. But God always has reasons. He just doesn't always tell us. And if God said nothing else in this passage, obedience is a good enough reason for them to wear these special clothes. And so that's one thing, obviously, we can apply to our lives. I remember several years ago now, writing the devotional on Leviticus chapters 1 and 2 that talked about the grain offerings and the other offerings that the Israelites were called to bring to God. And in an interesting part at the end of chapter 2, God very specifically says, do not ever put honey with your offerings. And then in like the next verse or two verses after that, it says, don't ever forget to include salt with your offerings. And I remember reflecting on that passage and realizing that's a lot of times how the commands of God really work, is that we don't know, and we really don't know exactly why. God is not honey intolerant, and God does not have low sodium. He does not need salt, and he does not hate honey. But for whatever his reasons were, that's how he chose to command the offerings. And in the same way, we're not supposed to go through Scripture and say, well, everything I understand, I'm going to obey because I understand why. And everything I don't understand, I'm not going to consider as important, or I'm not going to really worry about. I'm just going to live my life. We may say, you know, most of us, I would say, I really love salt. I add salt to a lot of things. So I get the salt command, I guess, for, for God's offerings. But I like honey too, and so I don't understand why he would exclude that. But that's no basis for what I choose to follow or not follow. So reason number one, they wore special garments because God said so. Reason number two is actually something my friend Robin hits on in the Join the Journey devotional for Exodus 39. So I'm not even going to repeat a lot of what she said. But what we have to do for that reason is look back at Exodus 28, which is where God outlines the kinds of clothes they were supposed to make. Exodus 39 is where the people actually make these garments. Exodus 28 is where he describes the garments they're going to make. And twice there, God says, you're supposed to make these garments, starting with Exodus 28, verse 2, and you shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, for glory and for beauty. And it pretty much repeats that phrase later in the chapter again, for glory and beauty. Now, these Hebrew words can be translated various ways. Uh, Different translations will say something like glory or dignity or splendor and beauty or honor or adornment. But the idea is that they were painting a picture for the people of God's glory and really the glory of what was happening, maybe even to give honor to the priest there as he was reflecting the honor that we we owe to God in that worship setting. And so, reason number two, they were wearing these special garments for the sake of excellence and beauty. And that's, like I said, what Robin really covers really well in the devotional for Exodus 39. But I want to jump off of that into a third idea there that I think we can apply to our lives. I've been in ministry for a really long time, in, in and around doing different ministry things for nearly 25 years. And one of the ways I see Christian leaders slip up, well, one of the ways is in that first principle that they just don't obey, that in the end, their lives don't have integrity. They don't obey what they don't understand. But another way they can trip up is around this pursuit of excellence, that sometimes we're tempted in certain personalities, maybe more than others, are tempted to use a pursuit of excellence as a cover to just be jerks 
or or to or to do things that in in a way that God fully wouldn't approve of but we call it a pursuit of excellence or a pursuit of the truth or standing for truth. We might use terms like being good stewards or, or other, other things we might slap on there, but we forget that the, these garments and anytime we're seeking to bring God glory and honor or glory and beauty, the idea is how others perceive it. And that's where you might get grumpy because we know that Scripture talks about not caring too much about what other people think. But the same scripture sets up a tension that while we're not called to care too much about what other people think, that we're not called to be people pleasers, that we are called, like Romans 15, 2 tells us, to seek to please others for their own good, for their building up, which follows a big chapter, Romans 14, that talks all about how we're supposed to care, how others perceive us, and how some of the choices we make, even the freedoms we have, could trip up others, could disglorify God, could, could look non-beautiful. And while there are things we are called to do that will, will look offensive, and we can't help that because we're called to obey God first and foremost, we're also nearly all the time able to obey God, able to seek excellence, able to pursue excellence. And that includes even in ministry contexts like mine, even working at a church, we can pursue excellence in ways that actually treat excellence like the end, like the goal, instead of a means to the end, instead of a path to God's glory and to the beauty that we want to bring other people. And so, again, I know there's a tension there. I know that we can get too hung up in either side of that, that we can fall off the horse one way or the other. But I think passages like this and a whole lot of Scripture really points that we're supposed to be called to things that do draw others to Christ because they look good to others. So that's what I have to share today. I'm really appreciative. And Emma, wherever you are, I'm thankful that you let me take over today. And I really appreciate this time speaking to you. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.